Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Hey everybody, it's Heidi Fang. Welcome to the Vegas Nation Takeaways Edition. And I'm joined today with a good old friend of mine from back in the days with Sirius XM where we shared a newsroom space. I'm going to say that we were in like a six by six box room. <laughs> we were constantly rubbing elbows on purpose. It's Brett Quintine with me here from Arizona Varsity. Brett, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. And people might be wondering, why does she have somebody on from Arizona? Well, today we have to talk about the hiring of linebacker coach Antonio Pierce, how he turned around things over there too with ASU, um, the the team, he really helped to improve that defense and he rose quickly through the ranks as well. So I want to get into all of that with you, but first, how are you doing, Brett? I'm well, I'm doing good. It's uh, it's, a, it's a good day. The sun is shining. It's uh, We're out here out West, you in Nevada, me in Arizona, neighboring states, um, Things are really good. This is a good time of year. Um, you know, I really like baseball, but right now that sport is having some issues. And yeah, you think? We'll let them have their issues and we'll talk some football. But no, I feel I'm in a good place. Things are well. I'm so happy. You're one of the guys that I've kept in touch with throughout the years. I mean, it feels like yesterday sometimes when I think back to those days, but it's been over a decade. I think it was, yeah, because we both, uh, I thought we felt it was 2012 when we yeah. last saw one another yeah. and we caught up to each other uh, December 28th, 29th for the Vegas Bowl. And uh, yeah. so that's close to 10 years, definitely a decade. And uh, we've had some good food and we've talked about some bad food. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite things to do with you. We would also talk about bad food combinations that didn't make any sense, like fish sticks and, uh, you know, rhubarb pie. There we go. I was, I was going to say steak sauce and jello. Okay. Yes. That's even better. That's even better. But okay. All right. Let's get into here. Cause I brought you on for your particular expertise in knowing, well, first of all, our days in series were in New York back yes. in those days when Antonio Pierce was playing for the New York football giants. And then here you are ASU following all the things that happens with Arizona and there's Antonio Pierce again. What have you made of him as a coach and his time spent with Arizona State? I'll definitely say the first word that comes to mind is intense. He is a guy who you look at him and he is a football player. And he obviously showed it during his playing days. And he transcended that intensity to the high school level over at uh, Long Beach Poly in California. And ultimately, ASU and his biggest thing, I would probably say, is he has an appeal factor. He's a guy who you want to run through a wall for. And he developed a nice pipeline. And I'll say the starting quarterback for ASU, Jaden Daniels, came from California. And you look at what Pierce was bringing from California to Arizona State 
And that's why their recruiting classes had a good uptick. They really were doing well. They were getting some solid players and uh, they were starting to rise up and things kind of went sideways, uh, which we can get into definitely. But he was a big part of the Sun Devils resurgence. Hey, you said that word recruiting, but like you said, we'll get into that a little mm-hmm. bit here down the road. Uh, but I still want to continue to talk here and discuss a little bit more about Antonio Pierce. And like you said, the Sun Devils and what he did to help them improve. Would you look, first of all, at the numbers and how many points scored a game on average went down from, I believe it was close to 23 and he got it down to 20, which yep. was second best in the division. So how how did you see the changes that he made that were effective, what were those things that he did to help this team? I think it all starts in the middle where he was. He was a linebacker. And when you're playing that position, you're the captain. You've got to know what's going on in front of you with the D line. And you certainly have to know what's going on behind you in the secondary. And you're kind of a hybrid of both of those things. And he brought a philosophy along with some talent. He definitely was a guy who has a recognizable name. And I felt especially early on, he complimented Herm Edwards. And you have that pro style model. And suddenly kids who were not thinking about going to Tempe, they were like, wow, you know what? I've seen that guy on TV talking about Herm Edwards. And I kind of remember him playing a little bit or maybe their older brother remembered Pierce playing, and now it's that connection. But some of the changes he made, they learned how to put the pressure on the quarterback. And that was something that, especially in the Pac-12, where the football is a little bit more wide open, usually traditionally more passing yards and say the Big Ten and definitely the SEC, he forced the issue. His teams forced the issues. They created some turnovers. I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but they forced the action. And they say that championships are made of defense. And while they didn't get a championship, they definitely played a lot better under his tutelage. And that tutelage, that persona that he brings to the table, what did you hear in the circles with the players? Like, what did they have to say about him, about how he might have helped to inspire them to play up a level? They liked him. He, he was definitely someone who in many ways was perhaps, and I don't want this to come out the wrong way, perhaps more respected than Herm Edwards because very few people recall Herm Edwards playing days who are wearing a Sun Devil uniform. I mean, it's just, that's just a fact. Herm Edwards was late seventies into their early eighties. And as you mentioned, uh, Pierce, won a Super Bowl not that long ago. So just that aspect was like, wow, we've got a Super Bowl winner coaching us. And he has a presence about him. He's a tall guy. And when he looks you in the eye, you're somewhat intimidated, but then you realize you can take that intimidation out on the other team. And I think that is really what triggered the Sun Devils to some higher heights. I love it. So there within itself are some of the expectations, things that you can think about that could come over and and be still a part of who he is with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're bringing in somebody young with fresh thinking ideas, somebody that can help to elevate the linebacker core of the Raiders, because Brad, I don't know how much you've looked at those guys, but when you've seen guys like Corey Littleton that didn't really produce upon the level that I think people were expecting, or Nick Kwiatkowski, who came out of the Bears, that again, another guy that had really produced there that didn't quite work out with the Raiders. What do you think 
the Raider linebacker core could look like with a guy like Antonio Pierce running things? When I first heard about the hire, I, my first thought was he's one of them. And what I mean by that is you look at the Raider history and I'm going to say pretty boy is not what usually comes to mind. They're guys who are rough. Um, They've weathered a lot of storms, whether it's personal or on the field. There's a certain toughness that you have to have. I mean, look at the quarterback, Derek Carr. I mean, he's a guy who, while he's a QB, you wouldn't want to be in a fight with him. He's got that look. So I think Pierce fits that mold probably better than any other situation he could have in the NFL. I mean, he's still of that age where he can fight some players and we're not going to expect any of that, but he's in great shape. And he's a guy who he's like your brother. He, he really is. He's a guy who he's not going to suit up anymore, but you'll go to battle with him. And if you win his trust, he'll go to battle with you and for you. So I think he's going to, a, command the locker room very, very well, and B, get some results because of his presence. And I know I've said that word quite a bit, but mm-hmm. he's a guy who just gets it. He, he really does. And I think that will transcend and succeed at the pro level. I really do. All right, right there. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to get into some of that word uh, recruiting that we had mentioned a little bit earlier. We'll dig into that scenario, see how many Raider fans should be concerned about that word being floating around when uh, it comes to Arizona State University and Antonio (laughs) Pierce. Uh, Before we head to break, I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And also we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Welcome back here. It's Heidi Fang, Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. And I'm joined with my good friend here, Brett Quintine of Arizona Varsity, uh, writes, reports, does everything there. You've got your stuff. I've seen all kinds of stuff that you've been doing lately, and I love it. You're out on podcasts. You're out doing things with radio. Yes, for you, man. I'm very excited for it's you. It's great to stay busy. Always. And you know how this industry is. You got to stay relevant. And you yes. get grab a niche and you run with it and you develop some expertise. And it's it's been a good ride so far. And hopefully the ride continues for a while. Yeah. I mean, make sure before I let you go, I will definitely get all your handles on social media. Let everybody know where they can find all your work. One of the things I want to delve into right now is what we talked about before break recruiting. Um, what happened at Arizona State in terms of recruiting that has brought up the word scandal? Well, unfortunately, there was a little thing that has affected the entire world called the pandemic. And during the pandemic, the NCAA basically changed a lot of dates uh, as far as when guys could be on campus, when coaches could be on the road, and justifiably so. I definitely have zero issue with what the NCAA did, and ultimately they gave everybody an extra year. But there are rules in place. There are definitely rules in place, whether it's pandemic or non-pandemic. And 
potentially some of those rules have been broken. There's a lot of uh, receipts, potential photographs, uh, documents, all kind of tied to various recruits and coaches who are doing some of those things in a time in which they shouldn't. I mean, putting a lot of that even aside, you know how it is. A coach should never just, you can't necessarily just buy a recruit something. There is a very fine line in what you can do and what you can't do. You mix in the pandemic period of time and safety is a huge precaution. And if you potentially have recruits on campus or if you're out visiting someone during the dead period, especially during a pandemic, that's not a good thing at all. And apparently there is some documentation that there were at least five coaches who were involved in doing certain things. And all five of those coaches, including Antonio Pierce, are no longer employed by ASU. Ironically, the one other coach that has been named is the head coach, Herm Edwards. And we'll see what happens and we cross our fingers. But Antonio Pierce was one of the five, supposedly. And he was also the highest profile guy. And he's their lead recruiter. And he's, uh, whether it's justifiable or not, he's the one who is going to, uh, is shouldering a lot of the blame. And how quickly do you expect that these uh, you know, violations and things will be served, if you will. How how much discipline and repercussions will he face for those things? What do you expect to happen? I don't think he is going to really suffer anything because he's actually gone. I mean, we can look at a guy like uh, John Calipari, um, NCAA. Yeah. He goes from Massachusetts to Memphis and oh, Massachusetts is now on probation. He goes from Memphis to Kentucky. Memphis is on probation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going to happen with ASU and I'll kind of give you my thoughts in a minute, but for Pierce personally, he's no longer employed by the school. He is in the national football league and he that's behind him now. That really is. So whatever he did or didn't do, I, I don't think there's any punishment. What he's left behind could be, a mess. Um, ASU is dead last in the Pac-12 as far as recruiting because this cloud has um, the rumbling started going to say maybe towards the end of June and suddenly recruits little by little started to back off and that, that's never a good sign and during fall practice you had three of the assistants uh given a leave of absence, and then ultimately they were fired. You had your offensive coordinator leave, and then Pierce, he resigned. So there was a lot of, uh, I'm going to say, probable unfortunate scenarios um, that have happened. Uh, For the Sun Devils, I think there is going to be some type of probation. And I'll say this, it's, uh, it's twofold. I think what's going on now ASU is probably in some type of uh, fact-finding mission, potentially going to self-report themselves. And if they do that, maybe it's a lighter slap on the wrist, whatever that may or may not be. If they continue to say there's no wrongdoing, you know, we think we're clear, then the NCAA steps in 
And it's like, oh, look what we found. And now there becomes some trouble. So there's this cloud is going to hinge for a long time, especially as long as Herm Edwards is around. Interesting. So uh, a lot of uh, he left a lot in the wake, I guess you could say. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he did. I mean, for Antonio Pierce's sake, I think it was great that he got out and he is a commodity. I mean, it was uh, whether things were going to go great or just average. Ultimately, one of two things were going were gonna to happen. He was either going to take over for Herm Edwards, which a lot of people kind of felt initially he might be the coach in waiting, or he was going to head to the NFL, and the latter happened. And there is no recruiting, at least not in that way, in the National Football League. So I think he can concentrate a lot more on just coaching. It's not the high school ranks. It's not the college ranks. These guys are like him, paid professionals, and it's all about football. I want to pick your brain a little bit about, I know you're a big sports fan. I know you watch a lot of football. What have you yep. thought about the Raiders in the in the past season and what they were able to do getting to the playoffs 10 and seven with everything that happened with the team? I thought it was a phenomenal season. It really was, uh, I'll say they captured a lot of people. It's weird to say that the Raiders captured people's hearts, but that's what they did. I mean, you look at John Gruden, who, Unfortunately, he sent some emails and was part of some stuff he probably shouldn't have been. So the organization had to kind of get over that. And then there were multiple DUIs and getting behind the wheel when you shouldn't have, in particular, Henry Ruggs. And that's a lot to deal with. And who knows what else was happening that we don't hear from in a typical NFL season. That was just two of the main things. But all the while, they kept on winning and they kept on keeping themselves relevant. And when it came down to that final game that seemingly the whole nation watched of should they tie, should they just hang with San Diego or should we go ahead and win it? I think a lot of people were like, wow, this is a cool Raider team. I mean, you mix that with the stadium. And I just think that Derek Carr is a likable guy because he fits that Raider mold. It's... um, I think it's great. And I think the one thing that the Raiders are doing that um, is kind of different from the past, and I don't want to say they're not playing dirty, but you don't have that persona. You still have that rough image of, okay, here's the Raiders, it's the black and the silver, but that um, those late hits, those cheap shots of teams in the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, um, that's that's part of the past. It's a lot more clean, hard-nosed football. And I think that has become a lot more appealing to the younger generation. And I'm going to say the older generations, like myself, we appreciate that a lot more. So the, the Raiders have a newfound appeal to them, and I think it's fantastic. How about the newfound coach that they have in Josh McDaniels? I remember working alongside of you while he was, I believe, a coach with the Broncos at the time when we were working together. So uh, what do you think about Josh McDaniels now leading the charge for this team? My initial thought was why? Because he didn't even last two seasons with Denver. He did not last two full seasons. And it's like, okay, is this just another recycled NFL coach? But then when you dig behind the surface, when you go a little bit deeper and you realize he essentially has had two seven-year stints with Belichick, he's learned a lot. And I think he's a different coach in 2022 than he was in, we'll say, 2011 and 2012. The Raiders seem to be wanting to take that 
Patriots mold, which is not a bad mold to follow at all. Right. Um, I, I think it'll be good. Uh, you're always optimistic when there's a new coach who comes on board, but for the most part, Josh McDaniels has been a winner. And I mean, granted, it's pretty much all been in that Patriots uh, umbrella. Mm. So, I mean, he's got some work to do. He's the guy now. So there is no other fall guy. You can't blame it on injuries or your assistance. McDaniels is going to have to take the fall, but more so he will get all of the accolades if he's able to take them a few steps deeper into the postseason. I love it. Great stuff from Brett Quidtine. Brett, appreciate the time you've given me today. Let everybody know where they can find your work and where they can find you on social media. Sure. The uh, Twitter handle is Brett in AZ, B-R-E-T-T-I-N-A-Z. And a lot of my work can be found on ArizonaVarsity.Rivals.com. So Brett in AZ and you can also find me on ArizonaVarsity.com. Uh, thanks again so much for the time. Breaking down what the Raiders are getting and their new linebacker coach, Antonio. So two, our next two Super Bowls. Are in my town and your town. That's we'll true. One of them. Hey, what did you think of the past Super Bowl? And what do you think that good might bring to Arizona? I had to ask you that now. You brought it up, you know, yes. like I skipped right over the Arizona part and just thinking about Vegas. It's I'm selfish, but what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a, um, I think it's, it was a fantastic Super Bowl. Um, there was a time where you and I both know that a lot of these big games were not competitive. There was a huge stretch where they were all blowouts. Mm-hmm. And to see one decided in the final couple of minutes, that's that's just great competition. And I'll say it was, I was happy that the Rams won. Uh, a little bit older team. Um, I think the Bengals are going to be around for a long time. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be tough, but more so aside from the winners and losers, just seeing a very competitive, good Super Bowl was really great to watch. Yeah. So what do you think uh, when you look at it in terms of the city, how it plays out now, Arizona will serve as a host city. I think it'll be good. Uh, Arizona is now on the clock. I was living here uh, for the last Super Bowl. Another one that came down to the wire when uh, yeah. Russell Wilson through that ill-advised uh, pick uh, with whatever it was, less than a Did minute remaining. Run the ball. I'm sorry. I, just, I was going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be good. State Farm Stadium is, uh, it's certainly older than Allegiant Stadium. That's for sure. But it is one of the, uh, one of the known stadiums in the NFL. So they've had it a couple of times. They've had two really good Super Bowls. Is it two or three? The Giants and uh, the Patriots beating okay. Seattle. So two, and then there was another one in Arizona. So this will be the third one here. Um, they'll be great hosts. I mean, when uh, I was here last, they had the uh, a lot of fan fests all over the town. And I think one of the things that will really ramp it up, I'm not a big golfer as far as watching the sport, okay. but the Waste Management Open traditionally is – the weekend of the Super Bowl. So now you'll have both of them right against one another. So you can have a fan golf or attend a golf match in the morning and the Super Bowl in the evening. There you have it. That's great stuff. Love, I love it when uh, it all comes together in cities that kind of have more central feeling to them. And I think yes. Vegas will bring that. And I feel like Arizona can bring that as well. But Absolutely. You. And then also you figure with the whole uh, legal betting, State Farm Stadium is building a uh, adjacent to it, a bet MGM studio slash restaurant, all of that sort of stuff next door to where the Cardinals play. So that's even more of an attraction. 
Wow. Wow. I hadn't even thought of that angle. Look at you just dropping the dimes. I love it. <laughs> love it. That's great stuff. I appreciate again, the time and this thinking now what the Super Bowl could be coming up. Super Bowl 57. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like you said, if the Raiders get deeper in the playoffs, maybe you will see me at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Great stuff. Well, thanks again, Brett. Appreciate your time. And I look forward to chopping it up with you sometime again in the near future. Thank you very much. Keep up much. the great work, Heidi. Thank you. Thank you. And that'll do it for this edition of the Vegas Nation Takeaway Show. Hope you all enjoyed listening again. Go back, hit subscribe if you haven't already. We are every week and I will be back next week with another guest as we break down all things happening with your Las Vegas Raiders. Keep up with all we're doing as well on VegasNation.com. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.